Listen, if you would go with me to, um, how, can I, uh, how can I do this this morning? If you would go with me and hang out in the book of Acts. We're going to park there this morning on this Palm Sunday. I'm going to share with you today more than, a, uh, more than uh, just a, a, an expository message. I think today what I'm going to do is share with you um, something that God has impressed on my heart, something that's been burning my heart a lot, uh, something that I think really defines this church in regards to who we are and what we believe in, and something that I believe that God's placed an urgency in my heart to share with the body. I want to talk to you today um, on this Palm Sunday about the Holy Spirit. Talk to you about the presence, the power, the work of the, of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about our need to be desperate for the presence of the Holy Spirit. More than talk about Him, I am believing that today we will experience the presence of the Holy Spirit in a very real and intimate and tangible way. But more than just experiencing the presence of God on a Sunday service, I'm hoping that you and I would leave out of here understanding this, this truth. God's desire for you is to live in you. Not that you would go and try to be a Christian, but that the Holy Spirit in you would do Christianity through you. My hope is that you would understand it, that God is not just above, but that God desires for you to be His, in, His temple. That's what each and every one of us have been created for. To be the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's deep longing and desire is to have communion with us. To talk with us. To to, to lead us. To guide us. To direct us. That is why Jesus sent His Holy Spirit. So that we would stop thinking of God and feeling God so far away. But that we would know that He is very near. God longs for His presence to be a practical a tangible reality on Monday too. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then when we get together on Sunday, it gets crazy. You know what I mean? But it's a good crazy. For the glory of God. But Jesus desires to dwell in us. And you and I have to be desperate. We have to long. We have to desire him. And I want us to just ask us this question. This is a question that God asked me um, as a minister. He was convicting. He was rebuking. He was disciplining me and directing and aligning me. And all that feels really good. (laughs) And all of that feels really good, right? No, sometimes it's very tough. But listen. Listen. I want us to ask ourselves, do we really depend on the Holy Spirit for life? God has promised to dwell with us, to speak to us, to direct us, to guide us, to fill us with power. I want you and I to really ask ourselves, Just maybe if you're a note taker, I want you to write this down for your devotions this week. Just think about this. Are we truly depending on the Holy Spirit for life? I don't remember if it was Ravenhill or Tozer, they were close friends. Uh, uh, but I don't know who said it, but he said something that really struck a chord with me. He said, today's day we have dead preachers who are preaching dead sermons standing behind pulpits that are dead. There's no life. And that, that convicted me. I said, God, I don't want to be a dead preacher standing behind a dead pul- pulpit preaching sermons that are dead. 
I want the life of God in me. But that's not just for preachers. That's for the whole church. Are you with me? So I want us to ask ourselves and really think about this. Are we truly depending on the Holy Spirit for life? Are there signs in our lives that speak to the reality that we depend on the Holy Spirit? And of course, that leads to other questions, questions that may help us discern whether we really depend on the Holy Spirit. And so today we're going to have a devotional in a sense. I'm going to share a certain point that we're going to break and pray, then another point and we're going to break and pray. That's how we're going to go about this this morning. I hope that uh, you you, uh, put your seatbelt on because we're ready to go. Amen. Are you ready? All right. Are we truly depending on the Holy Spirit for life? Number one, I want to ask you this question that will give us clarity on whether we depend on the Holy Spirit or not. Are we seeking daily the help and counsel of the Holy Spirit? Are we seeking daily the counseling, the strong help of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives? Now, the key word there is seeking. I want you to think about what the word seeking means. To seek is to pursue something with your heart and soul and with a level of urgency. To be in a search to gain or to attain something. To seek does not mean hoping that we stumble upon. Oh, I'll go to church. Maybe something will happen today. Oh, look. No, to seek means to intently pursue until you find. So my question is, are we seeking daily the help and counsel of the Holy Spirit? John 16, 5 through 15 says this, but now I go away to him. Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says to him, to them, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Can you imagine that? Jesus said to his disciples, I got a lot of things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Think about all the things Jesus said to his disciples that, you know, they were like, I can't believe he just said that. Did he really just say that? And Jesus said there were things he couldn't say because they couldn't bear it. As if eat my flesh and drink my blood was bearable. Right. Remember when Jesus stood up before the people and said, you want to be my disciples? Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Oh, that's not the way. (laughs) There were things that Jesus said that were unbearable. But here he says, you know what? There are more things I cannot say to you because you cannot bear them if I were to speak to you about these things. But he says, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus is with his disciples. And he says to them, I want you to think of Jesus. I know that I shared this with you before. Jesus, the greatest personality that ever came to earth. God in flesh on earth says it's better for you that me, God in flesh, leaves that the Holy Spirit would come and inhabit in you. 
because he will guide you into all truth and he will be your helper. Amen. I don't know how you feel about psychology, but the Holy Spirit is your psychologist because your mind needs to be transformed. And so does mind. I don't know how you feel about receiving help, but this is what Jesus says. You need help. You need a whole lot of help. Amen. And, 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 and he's saying to us, when he comes, he will reveal things to you. He will guide you into truth. He will lead you in my ways. He will always remind you of my work because the Holy Spirit doesn't have its own agenda. The Holy Spirit will always bring glory to Jesus. Jesus will always lead us to the Father. That's how you know it's a real work from God. Let me ask you. When we get up in the morning, before we go about the business of life, How receptive are we or how quickly do we go to our knees or whatever that may be to you and say, Holy Spirit, I need your counsel. I need your wisdom. Lord, I have this problem. Why is this problem, uh, why does it persist in my life? Lord, is it the circumstance that's the problem? What root in me needs to be uprooted so that I won't be the problem? How many of us are open to the reality that you and I need counseling? More than that, we need therapy. We need the Holy Spirit to come in and transform us from the inside out. Praise God, we are saved and cleansed and sanctified the moment we trust in Jesus. But this mind is a couple fries short of a happy meal. Are you with me? The the Lord, the Lord wants to do a miracle work in the person that we are within. And some things, man, they, they break immediately. Deliverance. But some things take a lifetime. Let me ask you, how open are we to the reality that we have to cry out to God and say, God, I need help. I need the guidance of the Holy Spirit that leads me into all truth. Let's park and pray there. Let's park with that point and say, Holy Spirit, lead us into your truth. Sister Delena, would you pray for us? Would you you pray that we would be open to receive the counsel of the Holy Spirit? Yes, God. 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 God, we're dependent, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm dependent, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we are broken vessels, Lord. Father, help us, Lord God, to just to move forward and depend on you daily, Lord God. Yes, help God. Us, Lord, to look to you and not man, Lord God. Help us yes. not to lean on our own understanding, but yours, God. Yes, God. Father, you are perfect. You are Lord, perfect, I'm on my God. Yes, God. And Father, you do love us, God. Yes, God. And Lord, you do have all good in mind for us, God. Yes, God. Father, help us to remember that. Help us to keep that forefront on our mind, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, I thank you. Yes, Lord, we thank you. I thank you, God, that you love us. Yes, Lord. I thank Mm. you, God, that you don't leave us where we're at, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. God, we need you. Thank you, Lord. Help us, God. Just keep 
Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. You are God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes. We stand in agreement with that prayer, Lord. And we stand in agreement also with Delena's desperation, Lord. And we say we need you. So counsel us, Holy Spirit. Counsel us, Lord. Lead us, Lord God. Guide us, Father. We declare, God, we need you. Maybe there's something in our lives where we just quenched your leading and your counsel. We said no to your direction or we justify our behavior or have been in denial for a long time. I thank you for breaking that right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for speaking into our lives today. Freedom and liberty. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Because depending on the Holy Spirit means that we will be open to the Holy Spirit counseling us. Not justifying, not denying, not minimalizing, not intellectualizing. Just open to the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Are we seeking daily the counsel of the Holy Spirit? Another question to ask ourselves. Are we seeking daily for the gifts and signs and wonders of the Holy Spirit? Are we seeking daily for the Holy Spirit through his gift to to manifest through us, through the things that he has given us? You know, when you read the book of Acts and you see the church and the way the church does life, you will find that there is one protagonist or one main actor that stands above everyone else. One main role that stands above everyone else. It's not Peter and it's not Paul. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved people and caused people to refrain from going places and called them to go to other places. The Holy Spirit empowered people to speak, heal, judge, discern, and send disciples to proclaim the gospel. The Holy Spirit even translated someone, moved one person from one place, and bam, they were like in the other for the sake of the purpose of God. The Holy Spirit even manifested himself through cloth that were being prayed for so that as they're taken to the sick, they would be healed. The Holy Spirit was so powerful over the church that as Peter walked, if his shadow would happen to just land on sick people, they would be healed. That's incredible. That's not the work of men. God didn't entrust the gospel to men. He entrusted the gospel to men filled with the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. Are you with me today? And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say this very unapologetically. We need the power of the Holy Spirit today. That's not just for acts. That's for you and I today. And I say this very unapologetically, and I hope that you listen to me. I am, I am a Pentecostal believer. I know that that term, some of us hear it, and we cringe because we see the abuses that have gone under the umbrella of Pentecostalism. But Pentecostalism is simply this. We believe in the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit fills us with power so that we can be his witnesses in our generation. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no witness. So how much are we depending, are we seeking God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives on a daily basis? Listen to what the Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. I'm just going to kind of just read some of the lists of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I I want you to just see this with me. 
The Bible says there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are difference of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one to the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. How many of us think that we need the wisdom of God as we go about our jobs and we tackle situations? We need supernatural wisdom to come into our life to practically help us to get from point A to point B. The church is not supposed to live without this wisdom that comes from God. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Have you ever been in a place where God's called you to pray for your brother or sister in Christ and God's given you a word for them? Uh, a, a word or, or reveals to you something that you didn't know, but the spirit revealed it to you so that you can intercede? Not so that you can gossip. Can I get a witness? <laughs> but so that you can intercede? How, how can we do life? without people speaking into our lives. Oh, I remember when my daughter was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and I was sitting at work and I was concerned and praying and believing God and, and believing God and just asking God, do a mighty work. And a coworker who was completely unaware just says, I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you she's healed. <laughs> Praise God for that. But how do we do life? Without the church receiving word from God for the church. We need people who hear a word of knowledge. Understanding from God. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another working of miracles. You know there are mountains that need to be moved today. It calls on people who have great faith. People who stand up and they look at obstacles and situations. And they say in the name of Jesus you got to get out of my way. In the name of Jesus, you will not stand in the way of what God has called and ordained. You know, I, I, okay, you're going to have to forgive me for this one. There, you know, we make so much, we stand in so much disagreement with the name it and claim it movement where people think that they can just name things and it'll just happen and things like, and I understand that. But the, but the balance to that is not to have doubt when you pray. The balance to that is not so that you can be like, oh, gee, God, I don't know if you can do this, but if you want in your will. God is calling his church to have a tenacious attitude about prayer and say in the name of Jesus, your word declares it. We believe it. We're moving forward. How do we do kingdom life without faith? How do we do kingdom life without having great faith? We can't. That's exactly right, Sister Angie. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for healing, for miracles, for discerning of spirits, oh, like never before, the church needs to be able to discern what's from God and what's not from God. How do we do life without discernment? To another different kinds of tongues. The Bible teaches us that tongues, speaking in tongues and angelic tongues, it's, it's a gift of, of, of where the Spirit of God intercedes for us when we, can, we don't even know how to pray for ourselves. It's a wonderful thing. It also speaks of tongues where you actually receive a language and you speak in someone other's in, in another language. And then there's tongues where there's a message for the church that's interpreted by somebody else or maybe even the same person. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you something. This may shake your paradigm a little bit. That's not just for the four walls. That's not just something that happens on Sunday morning. That's supposed to happen on Sunday morning. 
I would even say that it's supposed to happen more outside of the church, in the workplace, in the school, in the gym, as you listen to God. You see what I'm saying? Because I believe that there's a high school student right now wondering if she should abort. And there should be a Christian hearing from God saying, go talk to her. There's a high school kid that's being bullied right now. Being bullied right, bu- bullied right now. There's got to be one Christian who's hearing from God and saying, you know what? Why don't you go stand beside him? Just support him. He's having suicidal thoughts. But if you come alongside him, it'll shift that whole, you'll, it'll break that spirit of depression off of him. I believe that there are people at work that are hopeless, that they're just waiting for a believer who hears from God. It's meant everything's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. There are people who are sick who are waiting for people who have great faith. Who have great faith, they're going to stand in the gap with them and pray and pray and believe and trust God. How can we do life and expand the kingdom of God without believing in the power of the Holy Spirit be alive in us today? Rebecca and I went to a hotel. We had uh, some, you know, the kids, uh, somebody was babysitting the kids and we had an opportunity to go away and we went to a hotel and I thought to myself, we're going to sleep in glory to God. Sleeping in is like a a luxury, right? When you have children. And so, you know, I was just so excited about that. And then I had a dream, right? And I had a dream that I had this beautiful, beautiful child that was sitting right here. It's beautiful dark baby just beautiful big big hair i just and i was just singing this song and i was singing this song and and i was singing and praying and blessing this child and then all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off in the hotel and i wake up at six in the morning i'm like this is not right right and then i wake up and it just kind of you know just shakes me and all of a sudden i wake up and i have this song in my mind and this prayer that i was praying over this little girl and i told rebecca i think we're gonna have another girl i don't know because <laughs> our girls you know they're kind of light-skinned but the one i saw she was you know and she's like oh well, you know we gotta pray we gotta pray and uh, <laughs> we gotta pray about that and i remember you know we just kind of kept that in mind and the hotel slipped in a a, a restaurant a, a gift card for us because they woke us up serves them right you can wake me up anytime for a gift. So, you know, and we, so we happen to go to the restaurant afterwards. We go to eat lunch. And as we go to lunch, make a long story short, as we sit down, boom, there's a family right there. And there's this beautiful little girl, about one years old. that's just looking at me. And she keeps looking at me. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Lord, what, what are you going to have me do? <laughs> And I'm just sitting there trying to ignore it. And I, and I tell Rebecca, Rebecca, look, look at the table. That's a little girl. And she, the little girl, was, she just kept looking at me. <laughs> like, you know, you got something to do. You better do it. <laughs> and I'm like, glory to God. Can I get a Pepsi? <laughs> right, I'm, just, I'm just trying to ignore what's going on and. Finally, I say in my mind, Lord, if Rebecca says something, then I'm going to go do something. If Rebecca, and Re- it's not in her nature to do, you know, to say much. And she says, I think, well, you need to go do something. I go, I mean, what am I going to do? Here's a grandmother, a mother, and a child. <laughs> I had a dream with your baby girl. I was singing to her. Can I pray for her? Somebody call the cops, right? You know, I mean, this, this is not work. <laughs> Everybody say lawsuit. No, I'm just <laughs> well, you know. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to believe you, God. And I just get up and I go over there. And I said, I, be- I went to the table and I don't remember all that I said, cause I was freaking out to be quite honest, 
But I said, you know, I just believe I'm supposed to bless her. Would you allow me to bless her? Give her a, a father's blessing. Would you allow me to uh, speak a blessing over her? And they said, sure. And I just began to pray and to bless that child. And I, and I waited right until we were going to leave because, you know, I wanted to get out of there as soon as I... <laughs> I'm just being honest. Okay? And I prayed, and I remember how thankful they were that I prayed. And I just walked away from that place. We walked away from that place, and we didn't know whatever became of that family, that child. But how important was that child to God that he woke me up at 6 in the morning, gave me a dream, gave me a gift card so that I would show up and pray? How many divine appointments? This, how many divine appointments are we missing then? Because this is not for this is not for me. This is for us. How many divine appointments are out there, waiting for the people of God to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit? Are we depending? Some have said, well, you know, I've seen such and such do this with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I've seen that. I don't want anything to do with that. But listen, don't throw out what God has ordained so that we could advance his kingdom here on earth. Let's just close there. I got another point, but we're going to close there. Number one. Are we seeking the counsel for life? Of the Holy Spirit. And secondly. Are we seeking for the Holy Spirit. To move. Through our lives. To be a witness to others. To be a witness. To others. Acts chapter 1. The Bible says. Jesus speaking to his disciples. Before you do anything. Jesus said. The Bible says. Jesus commanded them to wait. That they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't say, well, gee, guys, I want to make a suggestion. I think it would be a great idea if you waited to be filled with the Holy Spirit before you go preach. It's not what he said. Jesus said, the Bible says that Jesus commanded them to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's interesting. We look at Acts chapter 2, 42 on down, and we look at that as the example of how to do church. You know, fellowship, read the word, pray give, grow, get people saved. Those are great things. But listen, all Luke was, Luke was not giving us a template on how to do church, the writer of, of Acts. What he was doing was giving us an example of what happens when the people are filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, man, Jesus said, wait, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And look at all the stuff that happened. Right? It's not do these things and then be baptized. Hello. It's Wait. To be filled with the Holy Spirit and then go. Is that, does that really define our lives? I'm going to ask a deeper question. Is that really the way the church is operating today? I suggest to you we need to get back to the upper room and wait for the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me today? How much are we depending on the Holy Spirit today? How much are we depending on the work of the Holy Spirit? Brother Nate, right now, would you just, would you just lead us in a short prayer saying, God, we say yes to your Holy Spirit and the work of your Holy Spirit in us.
Jeska. 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 Amen. If the altar workers will help me and join me at the altar this morning. If you would join me at the altars, those who pray. Maybe you're here today and you've never had a relationship with God this way. You've heard about God and you heard that he died for your sins. But you haven't, you know this morning that you haven't committed, surrendered your life to him. You haven't turned to him for salvation, for guidance. And you're saying, today, I want to give my life to the Lord. Today, I want to give my life to serving and following Jesus. And here, everything that I just said today is the desire of God for you. That you and I will not walk alone, but that His very Holy Spirit will be near us and leading us and guiding us. He doesn't desire for you to do life and try to do it on your own strength. He says, come to me, you who are heavy burdened, you who are tired and weary, Come to me and I will give you rest. So if you're here today and today you're saying, I want to give my life to the Lord. Today I make, I make a commitment to serve Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Right where you're at. Amen. 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 Maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, you know I'm a Christian. But as I heard this message today, I realized that I'm, I'm not really depending on the Holy Spirit for life. I'm just doing life. And hoping the Holy Spirit happens. But I'm not really seeking the Holy Spirit. I'm not seeking to be filled. I'm not really seeking for God to move in my life. And today I want to repent of that. I want to repent of not seeking the Holy Spirit. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Right where you're at. Amen. Amen. Maybe even right now you're saying, I realize today that the Holy Spirit has been counseling me in an area. And I have pushed his voice away. And I grieved him. And I want to repent of that today. That's you. Would you raise your hand right where you're at? Maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what, Pastor? I've said no to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I just kind of pushed it to the side. I said, I'm okay just being saved. I don't need those things. But I realize today, God desires those things for me. And I want to say yes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, would you come? Would you raise your hand right, right where you're at? Yes. Father, today, as we raise our hands before you, we thank you, and we turn to you. We thank you for salvation this morning. We thank you for healing this morning, for uh, uh, your transforming work in our lives. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for uh, bringing victory through the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives. There are some of us, God, we, we just repent before you for grieving the counsel of your Holy Spirit. We can see, God, that our lives and our spirituality has been stagnant. It's, been, it, it's come to a complete stop at the place where we have denied or we have walked away from what you've counseled us to do. And we repent of it, God. We repent of it this morning. And some of us are walking so timid, so fearful. We don't even have a witness. We don't know how to witness because we've said no to the work of your Holy Spirit in us. But today we say yes. But today we say yes, God. Have your way. Have your way. Now, if you're here today and you need prayer in those areas, would you come up to the altar? We'd love to pray with you. You're here today and you're saying, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to say yes to the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to say yes to a relationship with God. If that's you, would you come to the altar? Let's, let's, let's uh, come together and pray, amen.
Uh, there are altar workers up here. We welcome you at this time to come up. There's altar workers on this side here as well. Would you come up? Would you come up? Amen. Listen, I said something. I hope I, I, I want to be understood. I said we need to give back to the upper room. And, and, and what I mean by that is we have to give back to this attitude that says, God, I'm going to wait for what you have to say. I'm going to wait for what you have to say before I make a decision on just what I think is right. I'm going to seek the leading of your word, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to seek your confirmation. That's what I mean when I say upper room, to wait on the Lord and wait for the power of his Holy Spirit to lead us. Amen. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. May the very real presence of the Holy Spirit be with you at work, at home, at school, in your marriage, as as you parent, as you do life. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. The altars are open. We'd love to pray with you. Amen. So come on. Cleansing flame, sell the fire, your blood-bought gift today.